Hello, everybody. This is the House of Darkness, and welcome to a <laughs> a new episode of Real Talk. We about to get we're, we're gonna get up here and gonna get some real. Now, I got I'm gonna tread a little careful on this, but I do want to give my two cents on one of my favorite, like currently my favorite show. <clears throat> right, right now, it's like my favorite show of all time. And I have a lot of shows that I love, and like past and present. And right now, the present show that I love the best, and I might have mentioned it before. At least in a video and in a previous episode is the DreamWorks Voltron, and I it's a Netflix series, and I love this show. The show has not failed me from beginning to end, and I just found, and I just, <laughs> I want to say I just finished season seven, and I I love the show. The show is great. Uh, they keep the action is really there. The relationship between the characters is really good. There's no, I mean, there are fluff episodes. You can tell they're fluff episodes, but they're like really entertaining fluff episodes. Like I think season seven had one where they did that weird game show in space. It's some crazy entity in space. By the way, those who have not seen season seven, y'all about to get some stuff spoiled. It's a, it's September. Hey, what did it, did it come out? It came out July, July, July. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spoil some stuff a little bit. So if you don't want to listen to this episode. You can walk away right now until after you finish season seven. Then come back to this episode, and you're gonna listen to the real talk about uh, DreamWorks uh, Voltron. Now, I just found out recently that there was backlash about season seven that people didn't like, and there's people who didn't like the show in general because they say the show failed. And I'm one of those people who will argue some points. Now, there's very specific, and I watched this very very specific video that is done on YouTube. It came out last month. And it's by Comedin Cam. Comedin is spelled as C-O-M-O-D-I-N Cam C-A-M. And he and it talks about how there's this backlash with the show that people there's people, very specific people who didn't like season seven for a variety of different reasons, different reasons. And it has caused him to send death threats to fans to the voice actors and the crew of DreamWorks and Voltron, specifically Voltron itself. And it's like, why are we in this mode to where we think we can just be mean to people just because we don't like something on a show? Look, there have been plenty of things I didn't like on a show. I didn't like the fact that Fox <laughs> canceled Almost Human. I didn't like the fact that they kept bringing back Fish Mooney in Gotham. There's so many things about Arrow I can't stand. There's things about Flash that drove me nuts. It's called First Three Seasons, nothing but speedster villains. Uh, I just, There's just so many different things I can complain about, different shows that I've watched through the years, and yet I've never been motivated to go to the people who make these shows and threaten their lives. You know, I don't go up to Patrick Stewart and like, I don't like how you play Jean-Luc in that one episode of The Next Generation. I don't, that you don't. I mean, I I mean, I dare you to go threaten Patrick Stewart and see how far you get. But I just feel like that's just your be be a grown up, be an adult. And I feel like people use the internet to be mean because it 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 masks their identity and they use it as an excuse to be horrible people to other people. First of all, you got to remember one: this is a job. This is their job to do. And and I feel like the crew and and voice actors of Voltron love this show, and it's very clear. And how they do these characters, because they got me to love this show from the beginning. I've never walked away from Vulture going, like, I hate this show. This episode's dumb. I've never done that. And I will honestly say I've never done that with this show. I've done that with other shows. I've never done that with this show. Even the ones that I really, really like, like, like shows like DS9 and, and, and 
what is it, Black Lightning, and what else? Some, I mean, I can go through a list of a bunch of shows that I watched and that I really like, and I can go, yeah, there's this episode. I and even Giver, Giver, the Bio Booster Armor show, both that one and the OVA. I I can find the show episodes. I'm like, mm, 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 you know, I have problems with. Not with Voltron. I have, this show has not failed me yet. This is a, actually this season the only season I kind of like. Eh, that's some they did that I hated. I didn't like because I felt it felt <sighs> cliche to me. But I think sometimes in these shows you need that because of. I mean, I I feel like it's not a big surprise, but it's like one of those things I I hate always seeing in shows. And so, but the fact that people you're allowed to not like stuff in a show. You're allowed to hate very specific characters or maybe the direction characters go. But if you don't like the show, stop watching it. That's my take on it. If you don't like the show anymore, stop watching it. Don't don't use that as an opportunity to be horrible to other people, and specifically people who worked very hard on the show just because you don't like the direction they took. And some of the seriousness of what they, th- they say that the show did, was, I feel like is wrong. I don't feel like they baited people. Granted, there's certain promos I didn't know existed because as soon as I found out season seven was on, I just went on Netflix, hit play, and just started watching. I didn't I didn't watch any promos or trailers. I just found out my kid told me, "Hey, Dad, new season of Voltron's on." I'm like, "What? It just came out yesterday." Boom, I was on. I was watching. So uh, that's that's how I come to know about. I learned about the new season because I like finished season six, then all of a sudden season seven's out. I was like, "What?" <laughs> it was just like that. So, and, and I was just, I was in, I was on it, I was in, I was committed, I was connected, I was invested, and I, you know, while it, there's a couple of hangouts with, like, very spe- a very specific character and a scenario in this show, the show itself, in, like, like, season seven still was great to me. I just still think they did a great job. Um, I think that certain characters' development is, was done very well. It was, certain things about it, various of characters, like Shiro and Lance, Allura, Keith, these things, even Hunk, they, they, they established some stuff in this show. And I was very glad the way the direction they took. Now, I'm going to directly, you know, address, and, and, and this is, this is actually more about, you know, what, here's the thing. I don't want to get into the very specifics of it because that's not my, that's not why I do these things. I don't, I don't get into like the politics and, and very specific topics and stand on certain things. I'm about the show, character development, and whether or not I like the story and things like that. But I, like I said, if you if you want to see the stand on it and I, you know, about it, watch Commodore Cam, and he made a very he made he made a very smart video about the backlash for about Voltron, specifically season seven. And I'm just gonna say this is all I'm gonna say. We have to remember that the main characters of this of this animated series are the paladins and it, it includes shiro that includes uh koran those are the main characters of the show and they're and it's about their lives and how they are affected by the responsibility they have to not only protect um like places like earth but the entire universe from the gara and their their evil influence and that's what the show is about that's literally what the show is about and anything they do to make they give you more information about very specific characters, i.e. the main characters of the show, no matter how long or how short that part of their li- lives is explained, it's still character development and it still makes things clear about that character. So I feel like people need to stop 
being bullies about certain things. If you wanted them to be a certain way, they're, they're the, you got a computer, you have word processor, your, or, or, or Microsoft Docs or whatever you got, write a fanfic, post that sucker on the internet, and establish your own universe about where about certain relationships that you wanted to happen in Voltron. Because this this show does a really good job establishing who, who these people are. There's no confusion. I wasn't confused. I, I feel like people want to act like there's this, there's this uh, gray area where you're like, you weren't sure what direction these certain characters are going. Now, there are certain points where you thought maybe like Allura and Keith were going to be a thing. But you see, it kind of went a different direction. Keith went with, and Oxar became a, a thing. You know, even though it's not like firmly established, I just and that's the thing I want people to make. It, I want to make clear: there's only one person's relationship that was established uh, in this whole show, and it, it was established in season seven. And it was Shiro's relationship that this man was—he was the only person in like literally in this in this show that's actually in, it was in a relationship. Just to be clear, okay, everybody: not Keith, not Lance, not uh. Not Allura. Nobody on the show outside of like Zarkon. Zarkon's relationship with Hagar was the only other person's relationship you got to make it, that was made very clear because they didn't. It wasn't for them. They wouldn't. We wouldn't have Lotor. But I just want to make it clear: the only person's real relationship that was established was Shiro's. Everybody else's is kind of like you, you're you're looking, you're seeing it being pointed in that direction, but there's no confirmation there hasn't been not been like that no one says this is my girl or this is my guy or no one's held hands and started kissing each other because it's not it's it's is the show is about the adventure of these protectors of the universe and how they're affected by all the things that they do and don't do now yeah there's other characters are that are part of their lives but they are a part of their lives they are not the main characters of the show if if we wanted if we wanted them to be main characters of the show, it wouldn't be called Voltron Defenders of the Universe. It'd be called Ezor and and Zethrid, or or you know what I mean, or, or Shiro and Adam. It wouldn't be called. It'd be called like the Garrison, and you get to see Shiro and Adam going you know going through the academy and becoming you know officers and stuff like that. You know, or or like or like Ultan. I don't know. I, the point I'm trying to make is we have to remember what the real point of the story is: is to focus on these characters. And their adventure through the story. Um, I know one of the I was I am trying to I'm being I'm trying to be less loud about it because I was I was reading the apparently because there's a thing put on Twitter or I think Instagram or Reddit or something where people were saying this is where Voltron failed and I was going through the list and I near blew a gasket like my I think my one of my I think my left ear popped <laughs> that's how angry I got because if they paid attention to the show everybody's relationship was clearly you know with each other was clear um I I'm, I'm just going to address these and I'm going to address these and be very short about it uh, David Wilson's short about it uh they're saying the relationship between Keith and Lance we it's been very clear they're rivals and then they went from rivals to being they having a clear understanding about each other. They still butt heads from time to time because that's what rivals do. Or the pro the funny thing is, I think Lance is the only person who thinks he's in rivalry with Keith. I don't think Keith even considers Lance to be a rival in the first place. But nevertheless, they still it's a it's a rival turn brother fight with each other. I I have friends I do it with all the time. I'm like we we say stuff to each other and like I literally with. I kid you not had a like a I almost felt like a three day argument with a buddy of mine about Lady Gaga and I feel like it was like seventy two hours 
And at the end of the day, it was like, you want to get a beer? Or whatever it was. It was like, well, shut up, man. It was all right, whatever. And you go about your business. That is literally the relationship between Keith and Lance. They've had, they've had, they butted heads from the beginning. They didn't like each other at the beginning. And then they do their adventures. And there's been episodes where they went and did stuff together and they had each other's back and they saved each other's lives. They've, they've created a camaraderie between them and their teammates now. So we're going to leave that alone. Um, now I will now Shiro and Adam. Okay, first of all, we didn't even know Shiro was in, ever in a relationship until season seven. So seven seasons in, we find out he was in a relationship, and that person has moved has no longer. Spoiling, I like I said, this episode spoiling stuff for season seven. If you guys have not seen it yet, don't listen to this episode. Adam's gone, and apparently people were very upset about that. Like we needed more backstory from Adam. <sighs> no, I, I I see why people wanted more backstory about Adam. But in all honesty, it was just establishing more about Shiro and about his relationship, his past. Because in all honesty, we didn't know a lot. We only we only knew about him being part of the garrison. We knew that he was missing, that he was kidnapped with uh, Pidge's brother and dad. He was with them. He knew so he knew Pidge's family. He knew Keith and Lance. They knew who Keith and Keith like knew had a a uh, close relationship with Shiro because of. Shiro, you know, taking, you know, Kima, like putting him, taking him under his wing and being his mentor when he was younger. And, but we learned, we, we learned that through the season that there was, there, there was that connection between them two. So, but that's all he had until season seven that we get this established that he actually was in a relationship with somebody. So, was it short? Yes, but it was, it, it, the whole point of it existing was to get us an understanding where Shiro was, you know, relationship wise. So, everybody's like, well, what's going on with Shiro? I'm sure people are asking. I wasn't asking because I just want to know what's going to happen in the next episode. I, I, in all honesty, I expected Shiro to die. Well, he was dead according to season seven, but uh, <laughs> no season. Yes, yeah, according to this season, he was dead at one point. But I was expecting him to be gone a couple of seasons ago because I expected him to go, and then Keith was going to be forced to become the pilot of the Black Lion, which he technically was forced to become the black the pilot of the Black Lion. So. They did what I expected them to do on the show. Keeping him alive is fine. I'm okay with that. And they, now he's the captain of the Atlas, which is perfectly fine. You know, he's not a bad character. I think he's really cool. I like the fact that the new cybernetic arm they gave him is really, really cool. I, I, I've always thought Shiro was cool. You know, he's better than Sven, which is, I mean, that's, you know, that's saying something. Although Sven's from a different universe, according to this show. But I like Shiro. I think Shiro's a good fit to the show, and I think he's a good... He's the he's a good um what's the word I want to use? He's a good motor he's he's good inspiration. He's the good he's he helps guide the team to, you know, to the the potential that they can reach. He's very inspiring, very encouraging, he's very motivating. And so it's very it's so it's understanding why especially these people like Keith fought really hard to save his life because he is very he's a very important part of the team and it's definitely you can see it in the show why they needed Shiro to still be a thing. So yeah, of course. Do I think that they force Lance or excuse me, Allura to like Lance? No, because it was a they, it was a gag the entire time. It was literally a gag forever that she was not even paying attention to the fact that Lance was into her. That was the best. That was the best part about it. I I think it was. I mean, if it, this is how I feel like it wasn't forced because if it was forced, it'd happen like. Two seasons, four seasons ago. We're season seven. It would happen a long time ago. The fact, and even now, we still don't have an established relationship between the two. There's just a level. There's a level of 
I won't even say attraction. I think there's a level of what's the word I'm trying to use? Pa- not, mm, compassion towards each other. Now his now he really cares about her, but she does care about him because he is a good person, even though he's kind of a tool sometimes. He can be arrogant for no apparent reason, but he actually is not a bad person. I mean, if you see in this season, he, he like meets his family. You see when he meets his family, they genuinely love this guy, you know. And you meet his sister and stuff like that, and how he cares about his sister, and how he, he's a really good uncle and stuff like that. So Lance himself in, in, in itself is a good person. So it is not hard to believe for somebody. It's not hard to believe that somebody would like Lance. Just Lance has to start how to get out of it. Lance has to get out of his own way. I'm so worked up from what I read that I have to, I have to find the right words. Um, but Lance had to get out of his own way to show that he's a good person. And that, you know, just, you know, outside all the machismo and the weird goofiness, he, he's a good person at heart. And he, he actually means well. And there's been certain moments where he actually was, had a heart-to-heart with people. And he spoke well. He, and even, like, in this past season, he had a heart-to-heart with Allure, especially after everything happened with Lotor. And he was comforting to her, and that, and then that caused her to open up to him, and even that surprised him because he wasn't expecting. Why? Because he was just trying to be a good person. He wasn't trying to like get her to love him and stuff like that. That's why I don't feel that was forced. So I feel like she started to see, okay, he actually is really pretty good person, and and that's why her concern for him is a little has elevated just a little bit more. They're not they're not making out and having babies or anything like that. So everyone needs to calm down. So it's not that force. It's actually it was done very smart in the show. And I appreciate and the fact let's not let's not forget in previous seasons, <laughs> Lance was spending a lot of time smoothing it up to other like alien ladies, okay? So let's just be clear. His 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 thing for Allura was not immediate. It was it was it not that it wasn't there, but he was always he was always chatting it up with alien ladies and other when he find hot alien ladies, he was like, Hey ladies, you know, I'm a pilot, I'm a paladin of Ultron. I fly a lion. Hey, look at me. I you know, I, I so it's, everyone needs to calm down saying that was forced. Uh they say one of the fails is the plot of this show. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you know what the plot of the show is? What what what's the plot? The plot of the show is five individuals were chosen by sentient alien robots, by the way, to be the defenders of not just their planet, but the entire universe against evil. Right now, the current evil is the Gara Empire. There's your plot. <laughs> uh, there, there it is. How that goes about, that's in the story. And how they defeat them, that's in the story. But I feel like, how is it failing in plot? You, you want crazy love triangles and plot twists and backstabs and all this craziness? Like, if you want that, go watch Game of Thrones or something. And, but the plot for Voltron is very simple. They're, they're telling the story of five individuals who were, like, once again, was bestowed with the honor, the privilege, and the daunting task of defending the entire universe with a magic-slash-alien robot known as Voltron. And they have a they and they had to bond with their sentient alien robot lions, with the help of a once thought dead race of people that were destroyed by the Gara to help them to do so. There's your plot. <laughs> need any more? Is there anything else you need? You guys, you need you need any, you need any more? No, no. Okay. Uh, the relationship between Pidge, Hunk, and Lance I think is fantastical. I don't think it was messed up. I think actually this past season. When they allied with Lotor after the death of Zarkon, and he let him, he let them run around the ship and do, you know, and do whatever they want. 
made a clear indication what kind of relationship they're supposed to have. They are literally what's the what's the best what's the best like comparison. I'm trying to think of the right comparison. I'm I'm trying to think of a show where they had three guys running around being idiots and they were perfect and it and it's just perfect. Uh I it's it'll come to me literally after I finish recording this. But I think they're great. I think I think that uh, whenever they have an opportunity for them, either all three together or just or two of them to have shenanigans, and that's what it is—it's legitimate shenanigans. It's always perfect, I, and, and it always cracks me. With that one episode when they out when them three and Karan went to that space mall was great. I was crying; it was so good. But that's 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 their relationship, and to be honest, they it should it it's it's not something that has to happen every episode. I think you need it from time to time, and they do that. I think I think every season there's a Hunk, Pidge, and Lance episode, just about, and they're great. And by the way, speaking of Hunk, I think Hunk has the best character development in this season, by far, by far. I I, I think Hunk was the Hunk was the MVP of this season because there's so much stuff he did. He saved them so hard when they were when they were stuck in space when they're lost in space he saves them so hard and, and, and I, I love that about the character he's out of all the characters i think i think hunk is the most real and they all have real like flaws but hunk's the most hunk speaks what we was what we would be in real life if we were stuck in situations like this <laughs> you know he's like can we not can we not do this mission no we have to all right i guess i guess we have to do it you know and so there's always these situations where someone thinks it's cool he's like why do we think this is great no no is it just me i don't like okay and so Hunk, I think, but by far, I think for him as a character, he did a lot. He did a lot in this season. And I think everyone always has like a little bit of development every season, but I think Hunk's thing stands out more in season seven, by far. And I and I and it's one of the things I appreciate about his character in this in the season is his realness. Uh, Oxa. For those who don't know who Oxa is, she's the Gara that was part of uh, Lotor's uh, entourage. Who we end up find out in later episode, later season, that she was the Gara that was stranded uh, in space with Keith in that one episode, and they worked together to stay alive. Uh, so and so they they made a they inadvertently made a connection, and so she's always had a thing for Keith. And they've kind of had a little bit of a connection this entire time, and I feel like that's fine. And it, you and you find out in season seven. How much more of that connection there is, how much, and she's she played a part in keeping them alive, and they say she saved them and stuff like that. So you kind of felt her nudging towards being good guy, little by little, especially every, all the stuff that happened with Lotor, not only this season but the, in season six. But I feel like that's not a fail. That's once again, like I said, these characters are side characters that help progress the main character story. So. And the fact, in the way season seven ends, she's still part of their his, their lives. She's still part of Keith's life. So, and she's on Earth with them. So clearly, there's a future for this character in season eight. If the if the if people who are being mean don't ruin season eight, um, Ezor and Zethrid. If you guys don't know, those are the other two characters who in uh. That was Lo that was with Lotor. Uh, I like the big guy, the big lady. She makes makes me think of a big Barda a lot of the times because she's always wants to blow stuff up and break things, and it, it cracks me up. 
She's really cool. But it clearly, it's clear that these two, like, stick together. And according to season seven, they are like warlords now in this story. I don't think they're dead. I don't remember. They didn't die. I think they were stranded in space, but they didn't die. I think they, do you feel like they failed? No, I feel like, here's the thing. They're not a fail because once again, they are side characters. They are meant to progress the story. They are not the story. Now, granted, the way they did season seven, they should do more with them later to find out how much more. But I feel like they're still side characters because Hagar is still alive. And Hagar is still such a threat to Voltron and the Coalition and Earth and stuff like that. And if you see the end of season seven, you got a clear indication there's some more crap going on with it. And especially because Hagar just kind of just disappeared. So it's clear that I think, you know, Hagar, especially because she has, did she get Lotor back? No, she didn't get Lotor back. Not in this season. I'm telling you guys, I'm ruining stuff for season seven if you guys haven't seen it yet. But the point is, uh, Hagar is still a threat. And so as long as Hagar, who is a main a main antagonist, is still un- alive, uh, Ezor and Zethrit will never be main characters because of the main threats. The main characters that were established before Lotor showed up are, are now being dealt with. Like, uh, I forget his name now. The guy with the big robot hand they ju- who they just took care of in this season was introduced seasons ago and then was brought back to in, you know, in season six to handle business in season seven. So clear, it's a clear indication they're trying, they're, they're, Tying all the knots, they're tying all the loose ends. They're trying to get you to, you know, they're ending the stories of very specific characters that they introduced before and to now, so they can progress even further with the story of Voltron and their quest to bring peace to the universe. Now, I am going to pitch a fit with the someone said that Voltron failed when it came with Keith. In what way? Because I'm gonna tell you this right now. These characters, in all honesty, I mean, I watch a lot of the G1 Voltron, and <laughs> a lot of these characters had very, very flimsy backstories in the old series. So I have to say, and Keith was one of them. Keith was definitely one of the characters who had a flimsy backstory. And so the fact that they kind of like, they've been working on this story about him and his, why he's such a, has a bad attitude and why he's angry all the time. He ended up finding out about the fact that his mom he thought was dead, and so and then and uh, it was just him and his dad, and then so he was always like kind of a troublemaker because of stuff like that. And they end up finding out that his mom, yeah, well, you end up finding out that he was part Gara, and then now now his mom's alive. I mean, you, I mean, he's just, I mean, they're so, oh, it's so good. And the fact that he walked away from the Voltron Force to be to kind of like find his way with his with his, his alien bloodline was so good to me. Are you serious? I was so he when he went with the blades on Momora, I was like that is so good. I I like I loved it. I was like he'll come back. The story will make him come back. And the fact that they in the story, they kind of like they they ran into him and the fact he had a couple episodes by himself when he was doing missions with the Blades of Mamora were so good. It was so smart. And I think it was such a good thing to do with a, a character like Keith. So, you know, not only did it, you know, they didn't find out that he was part part Gara, but it, it kind of made him uh, question his allegiance a little bit. It made, uh, it made the, the team 
kind of question him. I mean, him and Alora had an issue for a minute. It was so good, and and it helped develop him as a leader because one of the things he never thought he was was a leader. He never thought he was a leader. And so you can see all these things kind of happening with him. And then when he was forced to pilot the Black Lion again, because at first when he was, he was forced to fly the Black Lion, he didn't want to because at the time he thought, you know, Shiro was dead. And so he was forced to do it. And then when Shiro was back, he stepped down because he thought it just it was necessary, you know, because he he had a uh, self-worth was a big deal with Keith. And he didn't think he was worthy of something like that. And that it something of this important of a responsibility belongs to someone who thinks it's, you know, it's worth it. And he thought Shiro was always worth it. But she was always made it clear to him that Keith had what it took. And so it put him in a situation like in this, especially in this season, to remember that, that he has what it takes. And, and it's so good. And the fact that he has his mom in, in his life again, and now he has, you know, Oxa, who's now in his life. And I think Keith, and now he has his space wolf. He has this really cool teleporting space wolf. Keith is in a good spot right now story-wise. And I, I feel like people think that they failed with him shows they weren't paying attention. And I think that's my problem with people, too, about this show, that people weren't paying attention they all the, uh, and I feel like a lot of people wanted what they wanted, and, and you're allowed to want certain things. You know, when you watch a show and you watch characters, you expect sometimes you expect the characters to go a very specific direction, and when they don't, you're allowed to be disappointed. You're allowed to be like, "Oh, I didn't think they were going to do that. I wanted them to do this." You know, I'll admit that there's a lot of times I was glad they didn't go the easy route, like they didn't cliche route with having Keith be with Alora. Because that was that was that was the old series, and it was easy. And then when they found out that he was part Gara, they kind of put that wedge between them two, and it made it and kind of made it hard for them to be the like you know be close, which I appreciated. And then and then he just kind of went. Then when he decided to go his own way for a while, that kind of put that in there. And then now he had his now he had, there's oxygen in his life. So I like that. It made it it made it less telegraphed. You know you know what I mean. And uh, and I do hope. Here's the thing. I do hope. That there is an established relationship between Lance and Allure just to piss off the people who think that that was forced. I think it was written very well, and I feel like they didn't push it. They didn't push it so hard to where like, oh, we'll just give it to him anyways. Because I, I, th- I think they did it the smart way. I think they allowed the the characters to find their way to understand why they like each other, care about each other, and in a good way, not this forced situation. And it wasn't a forced situation. I felt like there were certain moments where Lance felt compelled to be there for Allura and she accepted it you know and it was smart and it was done very well and I think it was it was done very the only thing I didn't like about season seven was the admiral I feel like that was cliche admiral like oh you know I'm not gonna listen to what you say I'm gonna you know even though it was probably the smart idea to listen to like when when uh I keep wanting to call her Katie because that's her birth name but Pidge when Pidge's dad was like, when he did the episodes, the Last Stand episodes, and they, he explains, he, you know, when he gets back to Earth, and they all, and like the Admiral's being complete, but the entire time, she's she's being a butt the entire time, and then and it's like, oh my God, you're doing what every like government agent who has like any kind of rank or power does. They ignore the sound advice of the man who's been in it or the person who's been through it all who knows what's going to happen who's trying to get you to be understand this is going to happen and they just fight it the entire time 
until they re- until until to the point that they get to where like, oh my god, I made all these bad mistakes, and then they have to redeem themselves, and that's what the admiral did. The, and it, and it's very, ugh, it's very tropey, it's very cliche kind of character. And was it needed? Eh, I didn't feel like it was needed, but it didn't make it more suspenseful. I'm not gonna lie, the last few episodes were like, oh my god, I was like, I can't even believe it. Why this is not? I was like, why would you do that? You got me yelling at my computer and my my monitor during the whole show. So they did a good job of making the character a very specific way because I'm reacting to it. So was it cliche? Yeah. Did it work? Of course it worked. But that was my only real hang-up in Season 7 was that. Was <laughs> was the Admiral. <laughs> I was so... And, oh, no, and, and I'll take it back. And the giant robot. The fact that I feel like... I feel like this is my thing. When I was watching the show, and they introduced those four pilots, I was like, these are precursor characters for the Earth version of Voltron. Because if you guys don't remember, there was... Were there three Voltrons? There was the lions, there was the cars, and I think there was one more. I can't remember. I think there was one more. Earth had their own version of Voltron. So the fact that you got these pilots being introduced, you got, they're integrating alien tech to their stuff. I felt like it was it was literally writing on the wall to create Earth's new Earth's version of Voltron, and they did and didn't. They, you know, when they turn Atlas into a giant robot. I was like, all right, there's your Earth Voltron. But it made me mad because it wasn't what I wanted. It w- I wanted those pilots because they made these special ships that only they knew how to fly, and they're very good at it. I wanted those ships to be the reason why they to merge and become the Earth Voltron. Problem is they needed a fifth pilot, and they didn't have a fifth pilot. And I was hoping that somewhere – oh, that's what it was. I was hoping that Lance's sister was going to be the fifth pilot, and then they would, and then they would find out – she would have the experimental ship with theirs, and somehow because of the Ultane technology put to it, will force them to merge to become the new Earth Voltron. And it, it would have been, it would, I'd have hyped out hard if they did that. I'd have hyped out so hard. But they didn't. They they, they, they turned a giant battle, their giant, like, dreadnought flagship thing into one. Or, and and not, I didn't hate it. It was cool. I just wished, it wasn't what I wanted. It. I didn't, that wasn't, I wanted it to be a different surprise. Granted, that was me. And I didn't hate the episode for that. It was really cool the way they did it. And I'm glad it was because of Shiro and stuff like that. It's Shiro's uh, interface ability with, with Voltron gave him the ability to interface with Ultane technology that was in the Atlas to help create the giant robot. So it made sense and it gave it gives Shiro more purpose than just simply being the captain of the Atlas. So I, I I appreciate it. I know why they did it. It's a smart move. It's a smart move. I just hope eventually down the line they use those main characters they created for the show to create Earth's version of Voltron, and they can come together and they can they can like team up together with uh the lions and fight like all the big bad guys. You know that would be the best send off for this show. Is it like in the finale, like both versions of Voltron fight like. Like craze, you know, Quintess's absorbed God Lotor, because that's what's gonna happen. Lotor's gonna come back because he absorbed so much energy. He's gonna come back as like God Lotor. He's probably gonna kill his mom, and then he's gonna take over, and it's gonna he's just gonna rampage, and then, and then they're just gonna have to band together and create like a new version of Voltron to side with Lions Voltron, and they're gonna have to take out God Lotor. I see that. I see that in the future. I see that God Lotor is going to show up because 
It's just he's not dead. Not yet. He he was stuck in that in the was it the Quintessus field or that one like alternate universe that field of energy. So I feel like they're gonna bring him back because he's gonna be like all like hopped up on energy and insane and stuff like that. And it's gonna be it's gonna be epic. It's gonna be cool. And it's gonna give opportunity to bring out a new version of Voltron. And it better be what I hope it is. I want okay. Maybe it's because I want it to happen. It's it's possible. It's not that hard to believe. Especially everything they've done recently with the show, especially how they went the end of season seven. So I'm just hoping they give me what I want. <laughs> but if they don't, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be mad at the show because I'm sure whatever ideas they've come up with are gonna be really good. Because like I said, this show has been really good from beginning since season one to now. They have not failed me. They didn't do some things they didn't do that I wanted, but this show has not failed me yet. And I will sit here and continue to back up this show. And as long as they do, you know, because they've made some really good decisions with the characters and the powers and the way to do the lion's work and, you know, all these different things. They've done really smart and really good ideas and it made it flow and things don't feel forced or out of place. I Outside of the Admiral, I think everything else, was, I think the show has done a really good job. I think it's been great. And I... and. They they've done a really good making they've done a really good job making you care about the characters and I think that's that's good writing in any in any way shape or form you cannot deny that they make you care about the character even Lance they make you care about Lance you know and so you can't deny that you can't be mad at that either so I who. I'm not gonna lie. At the end of the last episode, I was just kind of sitting, there going like, "Oh, please, 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 don't do what I think you're gonna do." And they didn't, because I'd have been sad. I thought I thought this was gonna be a Paso Torch episode, and it didn't. And I was very happy that it didn't kill off my force. And I thought it was gonna be Paso Torch and the new pilots. And I was I was gonna be like I was gonna be like I'll still watch it. I'm not gonna be happy, but I'll still watch it because they still haven't failed me yet. But we'll see what happens. And they didn't do that to me. And I'm thank you because. That had been ripped out of the heart. Oh, I'd have been so, I'd have been like, oh, I'd have called everybody I knew. was like, hey, what's the matter? So I just finished watching season seven, seven of Voltron. I'd have been like that. I'd have been all over the place. But anyways, I think this show is a hundred times better than G, the uh, G1 series. And I love the G1 series. Don't get me wrong. That still, that still takes a very, very smart place in my heart. And I love that show. And all this kookiness and the cheesiness behind it. And, like, there's not, like, I'm not saying, like, this current Voltron doesn't have their level of cheese and kooky and, and hokiness, if the word we want to use. But it's done in very smart ways and in the right place. And they're just, they're just so smart with this. And I and I look forward to seeing season eight because they, like, you guys have not failed me yet. And I got my, my, 12-year-old into the show because I was like, hey, you like Voltron? Yeah, I'm really watching. What? I'm like, you need to watch this show. You got to watch this show. And I got her to watch start, start with season seven. And she already called me and was like, I already finished season, season. I got her to watch season one. And then she started watching it on her own. And then she called me up like, so have you finished season seven? I'm like, no, I haven't. She goes, I finished it the day it came out. I'm like, so I got my kid hooked. So I'm just working on getting my other two g- girls hooked. So we can have like a Voltron party and we can cry together and laugh together and make fake like Voltron's Bay Arts and tackle people and stuff. Those Bay Arts are so cool. See, that's what I'm saying. That's some smart. Never mind. I see. I'm getting to it. See, but that shows you how much I like this show because they've done some very, 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 very smart things. 
when they made Zarkon the Black Paladin, I was so I, I kind of felt that I was going that direction, but when they did it, I was like, it was so smart. It was so smart. I loved it. It was the best. And the fact he was a good guy, it was so smart. I loved it. It was so it was too good. It was too good. And I think and I think I feel like we also that's the thing. You also have to be patient. If you want all this backstory to happen, I feel if you're patient enough, the show will explain things to you. Uh, I know a lot of people wanted this backstory about Shiro and Adam. I think this season it wasn't fit for it, but give them a minute. We just found out Shiro was in a relationship. It's season seven. We just found out. So I think you need to, I think everyone needs to pump their brakes and give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to give you what you need from the show and what you want from the show. And they're not, they're not going to let you down. I don't think season seven was a fail. I don't think the show as a whole is a fail. I think folks need to stop being sensitive. <laughs> and also remember, this is a fictional universe. I don't care what this show represents to everybody. Because they finally introduced a black person into the show. And, and, and he's not dead. He didn't die. He's still a mainstay character. He's a pilot and he's good. So, But I wasn't like, you know what this show needs? Some more black people. I didn't do all that, you know, and I think Hunk is like Polynesian anyway. So we got our brown skin brother right there anyhow. So, but the point is, it's not about that. It's about these characters who are fantastical, their relationships with each other, the growth of their character as they continue to save the universe time and time and again. And they make, they're supposed to make you laugh. They're supposed to make you feel something. They're supposed to make you get hype. You know, I, I literally, the show was like, oh, oh, okay. I do that every time I watch the show. I'm like, I, am, I, I have a sound system on my computer, and I have a subwoofer rack that sits at the bottom of my desk. Whenever I watch Voltron, I keep you not, I turn that bad boy up, and I hear, I feel all the air coming from my subwoofer when I'm watching Voltron, because this show is hype, and this show is hype with sound. So you can't just watch this show with some headset. You need to watch it with sound. That's why how much I love this show. And I will go outside and slap fight any person who ever puts down this show. Because this show is great. This show is awesome. And I will continue to back this show until it does something that pisses me off. To I mean, we're talking about to the point where I don't want to watch it. You have to do something big to me to make me not want to watch you anymore. And I so to show you how much I will, this show will not let me down, I had literally watched three seasons of, of Gotham. And all of them had Fish Mooney in it. And I still watch all three seasons. That shows you how much I will commit to you. And even if you step on my toes a couple of times. After like the fifth or sixth time, we got to go. We can't do this. Arrow did it to me a bunch of times. Y'all are killing me with your character development. So I just feel like, here's the thing. I just feel like if people are still willing to watch shows like Gotham and and Arrow and Flash and Supergirl and, and all, with all their funky character development you can put it with the mess that happens on voltron that you don't like and and i still think there's like some of the things that people feel like the show failed on is just folks being sensitive give them a minute to show you they got what it takes they've already closed some chapters on this show with characters we that we thought they forgot about give them a minute let season eight prove a point let's 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 these guys haven't failed <laughs> i wish you guys would see that in all the shows I've watched through the years, especially ones, I, I yeah, you guys, you guys have no idea how good this show is. And if you guys are so caught up in trying to say how crappy this show is because of these variety of different reasons, if you're trying to bring politics and all these crazy subjects and topics into this show, do you you're, you're missing the whole point of why this show was created. You really are, and I feel I am very sad for you about that because the show is supposed to entertain you. It's supposed to make you feel good. It's supposed to 
uh, be entertaining and funny and heartfelt and compassionate and empathetic and all these different things. And it, it is not the, the show. The, the goal of this show is not to tackle subjects that we're dealing with today. That's not the point of this show. It really isn't. And I feel like if people feel like that's what this show is about, you're losing the whole point. And that's why. And in and, and all honesty, if that's what you want the show to be, that's why you're not going to sh- be like the show because that's not what it's for. It's not to tackle the issues that exist today. It really isn't. Plus, because it doesn't take place in our timeline. Plus, it's fictional characters. Plus, you're talking. <laughs> I can go on about it, you know. And it got aliens and giant robots fighting. And you really want this show to tackle the the subjects that are, are that exist today? Really? Oh, come on now. That's not that's not fair to them. That's not fair to you. That's not fair to anybody else. So you should not put that on anybody. That's not their that's not what dream this is not DreamWorks responsibility. And nor is Voltron, the defenders of the universe, it's not their responsibility either. So I wish you guys wouldn't do that. Besides, though, like I said, the show is supposed to be there so we can enjoy ourselves and have a chance to escape all the crap we deal with anyways in this in, in our reality by watching these shows that are fantastic. Okay? So that's I hope everybody just realizes that and this is a really great show. If you agree with me, that's fine. If you don't agree with me, that's fine too. We're all entitled to our own opinions about everything. We are. You know, I don't have the right to tell you that your opinion's wrong. I don't you don't I don't have you don't have the right to tell me my opinion is wrong. You can say you don't agree, but you can say your opinion is wrong. That you can't that's not your place. That authority belongs to somebody else, and he doesn't live on this planet. <laughs> okay? All right. So everyone just be happy, being happy that we have something that we can watch together and enjoy. And, and let's not be hateful towards each other. I understand that, you know, this we love to show that much, and we want it to be the way we want it to be. But to to take that passion and turn it into hate towards people to the point where you're threatening folks' lives is just... That's not what this show is for, and if you're using that to do that, you're like it's. And I think like a lot of the actors and stuff for the show and stuff like that have said you're missing the point. So, anyways, this is the House of Darkner. Uh, welcome to the second episode of Real Talk. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think about Voltron. You know, and and even if you want to express your feelings about certain things, I'm okay with that too. Just like 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 I said, this our show is just to build a relationship. We're not here to argue about who's right or wrong. I mean. We're here to talk about opinions. I mean, like, when I talk about, you know, these shows and people think the shows are bad or these movies are bad, that's their opinion, and I voice mine, and I explain why, in my opinion, I think the show is good or why I think the show is bad or things like, oh, why this book is good or why this book is That's the whole point of my, what I do this for. And this, is, in all honesty, is just to cover the points of why the show is great. And even if there isn't something that you don't like, I even covered that a little bit. And because there is a thing I didn't like about Season 7. It was one thing. But it's something that I didn't like about season seven, because in all honesty, this show is fantastic. I have not been bored with this show one bit. Not have been bored. And I'm telling you, you have to keep my attention when it comes to shows. If these characters are boring, I walk away. I'm looking at you, Valerian, and the City of a Thousand Planets, or Cities. Yeah, City of a Thousand Planets. Which, by the way, that's the next episode. We're going to be talking about that movie in a minute, okay? <laughs> Anyways, once again, this is House of Darkner. For a very kind of serious episode of Real Talk, because it it touches on stuff without touching on stuff, you know what I mean, and and expresses my real love for this show and why people need to calm down and just have a coke and a smile, go walk in a park, and bathe in the sunlight only for 15 minutes a day, not too long. You don't want to get sunburnt, and just enjoy having things that can you can you can consider entertainment. You know what I mean. 
I just if you don't like it, you don't like it. Go find something else. Go listen to Chris Stapleton, uh, Matchbox Twenty. Go watch Borat. Whatever it is that makes you smile, makes you feel good. Go watch that instead. All right. All right. You guys have a good one.